Hi, this is Maureen Milliken. And this is Rebecca Milliken, and this is Groovy Tube. The Crimes of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And this is our episode 26. Wow. We're on season five, episode 15. The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat. And, this and I remember back this one. Something we haven't seen in a while, which is a classic battle of the sexes. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out, like I have in many of the Battle of the Sex ones, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of gratuitous female bashing. Yes. And the female negative things that are said about the men are really in defense or in reaction to what's being said about them. Once again, I feel like the female bashing, a lot of it's just taken for granted and is just, it's just so gratuitous. Yes. And, you it's know, annoying. Yes. So anyway, why don't we... Okay. The first scene is the Brady house. And Alice is dusting the stair railings, coming down the stairs. Then she gets to the bottom of the stairs. There's a newspaper just on the floor. Some slob just, like, toss a newspaper on the floor. I know. And I'm like, what? Everybody walked by that? Nobody picked it up? I know. Like, it couldn't be on the coffee table or something. So she picks it up, and she's kind of folding up, reading it. Oh, Carol's right, also right. there. It's like and Carol that's the didn't other pick thing. it I'm up. Like, Carol's in the room, and if I walked into a room and there's a newspaper, and it wasn't lying on the floor folded, it was no, it was like pe- spread I'm, out on like, the floor. But I know Carol thinks that. Well, that's why we pay Alice, right? Oh, no. So Carol is in the couch area. Alice reads her horoscope, which says she'll be involved in a new romance. But Alice says, "How can it be a new romance when I'm not even in an old romance?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha bursts in the front door. And she's excited because she got the highest score in the class on her driver's ed written exam. I'm assuming they still do it this way now, but there is a separate written exam that you take. And then you have to take a practical exam where you're driving. This is the whole setup for this. She says she's going to go tell Greg. And so she goes out. Greg is out in the driveway working on a car. Greg doesn't believe her. And she says, yes, she outscored even the guys. And she says he's a male chauvinist. And he's prejudiced against women drivers because mm-hmm. he's like, as if he's Which is true. Were there no guys in that class? And he says, women drivers are fine if they stay off the road. Men are just naturally better drivers. And Marcia it- says, okay, let's make a bet. The person who gets the higher driving test score, she says driving test score, or she makes it sound like the score for the driving test, but then but, at but the end, they don't it's score not. the the driver. You know, they yes, don't score they do. Yes, but they do. where you're driving, yes, you get scored on that. They, that's what the whole point of this was. I know that's what the whole point of this was, but I don't remember when I took my driving. I don't remember what I'm scoring of, me. It's either pass or fail. Right. This is the Brady Bunch. Yes, but I do want to say too, there was another way to solve this, although they didn't have the internet back then, because one of my freelance jobs was writing for a place where I had to frequently write insurance-based car accident stories using the stats that are put out by the NHTSA. This is why men's insurance is higher, because men are worse drivers. They're more impulsive. They speed more. Every single auto violation you can do, men do more per capita than women. Every time, And that's not just me male bashing. Those are the statistics. Every time Greg brought it up, he says it several times that it's a fact that men are better drivers. I was thinking in my head, why don't you talk to an insurance adjuster then? Right. Because they will tell you the opposite of that. But anyways, so Marcia says... Okay, let's make a bet. The person who gets the higher driving test score will have their chores done for a month by the loser. 
And do you notice on the show that the only time there are chores to do is when there's a plot like Jan promising to do people's chores yes. or what's this, Alice for? the bat. Right. You never see these kids doing any kind of housework whatsoever unless there's some plot I like know, this. That's true. And Marcia seems confident when she's talking to Greg, but she looks unsure when Greg turns away. And now Marcia is driving the convertible with Mike in the passenger seat, and they are actually in the car. Mm-hmm. It's an outdoor scene and driving, although you don't see the camera on the front of the car, so I don't know. And Marcia, I notice, is chewing gum while she's driving. Yeah. So they just kind of have a scene where they're driving around. There isn't really any dialogue. And then we're in the boys' room, and Peter is building a model airplane. And their podcast, Chris Knight said he watched this episode on streaming and this scene was cut out and there's another scene that was short. Barry Williams said something about him building an airplane and he's like, I don't remember Maybe that. Maybe Chris so. should have gotten the DVDs. Yes. He said, I guess I should watch it on the DVD. So people who are watching us streaming, I think they show what was broadcast. Right. Like in the syndication. And they were caught as the years went by to make yes. room for more commercials. So. so Peter's building a model airplane and he has paint all over his hands, which I got news for him. You can't wash that off in the sink, but no. whatever. He tries to go in the bathroom, but someone's in there and it's Jan. She opens the door and tries to debate peter and yeah. peter is not interested and i'm like uh-oh jan has a new interest she has that new can thing. only mean trouble yeah now we're in the girls room bobby and cindy are playing checkers kind of weird that they're doing that in the girls room instead of like in the family room jan comes in from the bathroom and she accuses bobby of cheating because he won and the cindy's like did you cheat and he's like no and then jan's like no he didn't cheat accusing someone is just a debating tactic so they have to defend themselves and it's like really Mm, yeah i don't know Mm. if you're trying to practice on the debate team and i never was on the debate team but i know there are rules for debating and there are there's a a way that formula you follow when you're debating it's not just arguing when i was in high school i wanted to be on the debate team but we didn't have one they didn't have it for a few years maybe they couldn't find a teacher to be in charge of it or anything but when they did have one, they had, when I was a freshman and stuff, they had practices, like yeah. a sports team. And you, yeah. and so, so you didn't like go around trying to you follow. Yeah. force your siblings to argue with you about <laughs> so stuff. so stupid. It's just like when she was doing the first aid and she had to wrap people up in bandages. Jan invites them to accuse her of something so she can debate. And Bobby accuses her of being weird. Mm-hmm. which is very true. <laughs> yeah. And then Jan tells Cindy she needs to practice. And she says, pick a topic and a side. And Cindy says she's on Bobby's side, but Jan is weird. <laughs> Poor Jan. She just can't win. She's so frustrated. She picks up the doll, it's Mrs. What's-Her-Name, and tells her to pick a you side. Kitty Carryall. Oh, Kitty Carryall. That's the doll's name. <laughs> I was Mrs. Beasley, of Mrs. Beasley was on the family yes. affair. Now we're in the kitchen. Alice is folding laundry at the table, and Carol is cooking. Mike and Marcia come in. Mike says, Marcia did great. And he hovers over the cooking pots to see what's in them. And Greg comes in and wants to use the car. He has a date. Mike says, ask Marcia. She's got the keys. And Greg makes a crack that says, women are too emotional to be good drivers. And it's a, quote, well-established fact that men are better. This is where I mentioned to myself, yeah, yeah tell that to insurance it, companies. Actually, right? yeah, the well-established fact is the opposite of that, actually. And Mike says, Carol and Marsha are both excellent drivers. And Greg says, wow, marriage really takes all the nerve out of a guy. Mm-hmm. In other words, calling him pussy whipped. 
Yeah. Okay, so this is the next scene. The kids are running down the stairs and Alice and Carol are giving them bagged lunches. And one of them, I think Bobby says, what's in it? And Carol says, it's fine, take it. Or it's good, you'll like it or something like that. Jan and Marsh are last. They wish Jan good luck on her debate. Mm. Alice said she put bologna in Jan's lunch because every debater can use it. Marcia says when she gets her license, she can drive Jan to school. And I'm like, how is that going to work? Then nobody will have a car. Like right. Carol and Alice, I don't know if Alice drive, but Carol won't have the car. Jan is very confident as she leaves. She says she's going to clobber him. And then they show the, you know, the scene is, I'm going to clobber her mom and closes the front door and it stays on the front door and then it opens and she comes back in. It's later that day. Mm-hmm. Carol is on the phone in the living room and Jan opens the door. She's all downcast. Aww. Carol hangs up and Jan says she lost the debate. For her team, she choked. Mm-hmm. She just got nervous and she just couldn't do it. Carol hugs her and Jan said it was humiliating. In fact, she says, I've never been so humiliated. And I'm like, are you sure, Jan? Like because that's that a very <laughs> that's a very high bar. <laughs> I know. I thought you know? that too. We're in the kitchen now. Greg and Marsha are doing homework at the table. And Alice is serving them milk and probably some other good food Mm -hmm. greg says women drivers need a separate lane and marcia tries to get alice involved but alice says she's in the middle of the road and greg says like 90 percent of the women drivers blocking traffic i know alice has to remain neutral or she'll get fired it's come up before but greg is being offensive and insulting i know marcia's not I don't see why Alice has to be in the middle. I know it was to make the middle of the road joke, but I think Alice can take a side on this and say, Greg, you're really being offensive and insulting. So Greg is asking Marsha about car parts and she doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's like, if you don't know all the parts of the engine, you shouldn't drive. And Marsha says she doesn't need to know the parts of a clock to tell time. Alice agrees with her. Mm-hmm. And Greg's like, I thought you were uh, in the middle of the road. And Alice is like, well. And then Greg wants to sweeten the bet. The loser does the chores for six months. Marsha agrees to it. Now we're in the girls' room. And Jan is on the bed, all mopey. Marsha comes in complaining about Greg. Jan said she'll trade her problems with Marsha. And Marsha says, you can be self-pitying or mature. Pick a side. And Marsha says, you know, Jan was just scared because she didn't know what to expect. But now that she does know what to expect, she can overcome it. It's all in her head, which is not bad advice. Then we're in the kitchen and Alice is serving Mike and Carol coffee. And Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be morning. She says, it's the big day. Mike says, yeah, double header. Mike predicts Marsha will do great on the driver's test. And Carol predicts Jan will do well in her debate. Marsha and Jan and Greg come in. Marsha reminds Jan to psych herself up. And Jan is unsure. Greg says women aren't great at everything, but they make wonderful debaters. Mike says he can offer a suggestion. And then he tells her the story about how some guy was nervous and pictured people in their underwear and it made him mm-hmm. lose right. And his I think that is a kid that's the first time I ever heard that. You hear it a lot over yeah. your lifetime, but I think that's the first time. And I, at the time, did not understand and still don't really understand how that would i guess it helps you not be nervous because you see people as well as mike like explains you, you yes, see I them know. as normal human but beings but still i i don't think it would work. i think it would just distract me yes 
that's what actually Barry Williams said in the podcast that would make him too excited. <laughs> he wouldn't remember what he was going to say. And we're at the DMV and Marsha and Mike pull up in the car. Marsha's driving because she's got her learner's right. permit. Mike asks her if she's okay. And she says she's fine, especially after getting 98 points on the written exam, which is four points better than Greg. Mike gets out and an examiner gets in the car. Marsha makes him click his seatbelt before starting. He tells her to start the car and she gets all nervous. She turns on the radio accidentally. Uh, the wipers, the hood, the windshield, the cleaner is spraying everywhere. And Mike is standing by shaking his head sadly. And he's thinking, Greg is right. Women are idiots. Well, Chris Knight said, they said that as we got older, they, Lloyd Schwartz said, as we got older, he wrote kind of more towards our personalities and our characters. But he's like, Marsha would not have really acted this way. No, she wouldn't. What she was doing didn't even make sense. Like, why is she? Like, she's so flustered. She's just pushing every button in the car. And Chris Knight saying that is interesting because, again, I wish I could find the thing where Lloyd talked about how the shows were written because it sounds like he had a lot of influence over the scripts. We're back in the driveway. Marsha and Mike pull up. Mike's driving. Cindy and Bobby come running up. They were on the teeter-totter. I think they're a bit too old to be on that, but whatever. They want Marsha to take them for a ride. Mike says, not now. And Marsha says, by the time she gets her license, she'll be too old to drive. This reminded me of something because she had promised Bobby and Cindy, I guess, that she was going to take them for a ride when she got her license. And I don't know if you remember this story, but when I got my license and one of you, either you or Billy, had to go to the dentist in Winthrop. Oh, it's a doctor. Or the doctor. Shitty doctor we had. Yeah, Dr. He sucked. I had just got my license, so I drove you guys, and we took a... We didn't go, just go down straight 202 to Winthrop. We took the Well, his, his office, too, was on a side road. Can I tell the story? Yes. But I was driving around, and we were in the country. We were going on this two-lane. I was speeding, and one of you said, oh, a pig. And we were, I thought it was like a farm. And I thought we were going by a farm and there was like a pig. But of course, what he meant was there was a cop and I got my first ticket. When Liz first got her license, she and I went for a ride and it was in one of those old big old station wagons we had. And I remember it was Route 135 between Reedfield and Belgrade speeding and around this one curve and so the car drifted over the center line and coming right at us was a dump truck. Ah. And so swerved back. We're both like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> And Mike says, like, when after Marsha goes in, Mike says, or something like something happened to her that happens to a lot of new drivers. And Bobby's like, she got a ticket. <laughs> just like, yeah, just like me. Now Marsha's in the family room telling Carol she's never been so humiliated in her life. Just like Just Jan. like Chan. She froze. And Carol says she's sure next time, you know, you'll be fine. And Marcia says she'd rather hitchhike through life than go through that again. And when she goes into the kitchen, Greg teases her because he thinks that she was fine. He just mm-hmm. starts, he doesn't know what happened. Right. And Marcia yells at him and he feels bad because he didn't know she failed. And right. she doesn't tell him what happened. She just walks off. And he looks like he feels generally bad. He does. He does look like he feels bad. And also at this time, as we know, Barry Williams and Maureen McCormick were lusting after each other. Right. They never consummated it. And they kind of, you can kind of tell there's a little bit of chemistry there. I think Barry's enjoying tormenting her. 
in the living room, Mike and Carol are sitting on the couch. He's reading and she's doing her needlepoint as mm-hmm. usual. Bobby and Cindy come in. Now, this is a really weird scene. Um, definitely. They weird. have ideas about Marsha's issue. Cindy thinks that Marsha should write, I flunked my driver's test 500 times. And Bobby thinks they should stop her allowance for a year. And Mike says, is that what I should do to you if you flunk? And they both leave. And I'm like, why do they think Marsha should be punished? And I had two thoughts on that okay. scene. One is how, as always, when someone in the family has a problem, everybody is all in and overly obsessed about it. Yes. Number two, it seemed a weird, out of place, nonsensical scene. Yes. And I'm like, why didn't they just do something with Jan's subplot there? But I wondered if the show had come up too short. And you know how Lloyd writes about how they had to oh, yeah. be a certain length. And so maybe they did that scene because they needed a minute and a half to fill oh, that or be. something. It was just weird. Because it was just nonsensical. And if you look at Mike Luckenlin and Susan Olsen, they almost have these looks on their faces. They're kind of laughing at the scene yeah. a little bit, you they know? Don't know? Yeah. Alice comes in. And she wonders if she should fix a tray for Marsha's dinner to bring up to her. And Mike says they might need two, depending on how Jan does on her debate. And Alice is like, why don't I just bring the whole table up? <laughs> I wish somebody would fix me a tray dinner on it. Jan comes in the front door. She's excited. She followed both Marsha's and Mike's advice. And it worked out great. And she gets to be a little manic in this yeah, scene. She is. She's very hyped and, up. And she asks about Marsha. And Carol tells her, and Jan says, oh, that darn, that's too bad. And now we're in the girls' room, and Marcia's sitting at the desk, kind of looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she wasn't talking to herself in the I mirror. Know. <laughs> Jan comes in, and Marcia doesn't want to talk about it. Jan says, you can sit there full of self-pity or be mature. Pick a side. And Marcia says, stop throwing my own words back at me. But she mm-hmm. kind of laughs. Right. It's kind of a nice... Yeah, She's kind of like, You're it right. seems like a genuine scene. Yeah. And Jan says, well, they happen to be good words. And Marcia says, well, her situation is different. And Jan's like, why? And she's like, because it happened to me. But then she kind of laughs at herself how, how that sounds, which is cute. Now we're in Greg's room and Greg's laying on the bed. And Marcia tells Greg she wants to talk about their bet. And Greg says, you know, forget about it. You don't need to you know, do my chores. I don't care. Since Marcia we don't says, have any chores. Marcia says, no, this doesn't make sense to me. She says, how about a new bet? Like, why is she proposing Doubling a new bet? Yeah, I don't, that's weird. And Greg says, you know, just pass the test. It's too much pressure for a girl. And so then she gets fired up. And she asks him if he's chicken. And she says, the loser, will this new bet, the loser does the winner's chores for a year. She's nuts. But he I, think the re- I think the reason she's proposing the new bet is because she lost the bet. Yeah. And so she's proposing. Oh, and she wants one. to. Yeah, that makes sense. She doesn't want to just cancel the bet. She wants right. to make it good. Right. She, she want wants to, to rub his face back in his face right. oh well i canceled that but so we're at this dmv again same instructor mike tells marcia to relax and she says she's fine and the instructor gets in and he's like i hope you're better prepared this time it's like fuck it's you. Kinda, you know, snot. she says she thinks she'll be fine but she starts to get nervous again when he asks her to start the car mm-hmm. but then she turns and looks and he's in his underwear an I- old man tank top and it, with his little badge i know he's got the badge on that. And, I know mike, that and mike it looks approvingly but i just want to break in here for a minute all the shows had to go through something through a committee or an office or it's not really clear called program practices that would determine if there was anything that needed to be censored or changed and lloyd says 
In the history of the Brady Bunch, we only had one warning on a final script. The episode was about Marsha learning to drive. She was nervous, and her Brady parents advised her, of course, Lloyd gets the plot wrong yeah. again, that if you think about people in their underwear, they are less intimidating. In the script, it said that Marshall looks at the driving test officer and imagines him in his underwear, which we would shoot for comic effect. The censor read that, and his note was, when you film the man in his underwear, make sure he's in boxers, not in briefs. <laughs> he goes, in five years, that was our only censorship advisement. And he does say Sherwood expected one on the cigarettes thing, on the cigarettes episode. You know, when Greg had yes. the pack of cigarettes, but they didn't get one on that. Hmm. But yeah, so. One thing that I didn't notice, but Christopher Knight pointed out, was that scene where they show him in his underwear. Normally, you would just see him. Right. Because it's Marsha's point of view. But the way it was shot was actually showing Marsha looking at him and he's in his underwear, which I didn't even notice because I have I in my mind that it's her point of view. But now I'm going to have to watch. Right. That's a good note from Chris Knight, because she, if that wasn't a book like that with when point of view messes up, I would have noticed. But I was more interested, I guess, in the guy in his underwear. Yes. <laughs> well, she starts laughing uproariously and drives off, which I think that laughing uproariously might make you more careless when you well the guy and the guy says what's so funny and she's like oh you can't even imagine or something and mike mike and mike you said mike is Mm, into it now we're in the family room it's mike marcia and greg marcia shows greg her temporary license and she got four points less than greg on her driving test and mike says well that makes your scores even you know greg had four points less on on his written test so you're both at 190 points so it's even so it's it's a wash. But Mike cannot stand the thought that nobody would win. Mike wants to pit the kids against Yes, because Greg says, oh, that cancels our bet. And Marsha says, I wish we could really prove who was the better driver. And mm. it's like, but one thing isn't going to prove who's the better driver. It's an overall yes. way of driving. Yes, yes, yes. But Mike has an idea, mm-hmm. an obstacle course, like the ones that truckers have to do. But the trucker ones, they do a lot of stuff. I know. They don't just drive around cones. I know. Or pylons, as, as they call them. them. So now we are in a, it's an actual outdoor scene, Taggart construction. They're in a big empty parking lot. It must be a Sunday or something. And do you notice the obvious Rob Reed ad lib? The parking lot is empty. So there's no problem with other cars because, you know, Robert Reed was probably like... It was an expensive scene to shoot. They mm. had to have like a crane. Yeah, because uh, there was a bug. They had overhead, you know, it's not like now with drones. And they had to have two cameras and all this stuff. So the family is all there, of course, to cheer them on. Doing their fake And they're like... setting up the cones. Yeah. So the way this contest is going to work is they have to drive through the cones and whoever knocks over the least cones wins. And then there's a cone at the end and the car has to get as close to that cone as possible without knocking it over. And they said it's in the case of a tie break. So Mike says, we don't have a sensor like the truckers have, but we have this and he has an egg that he puts on the top of the cone. So if it gets knocked off and breaks and he says, whoever knocks 
the egg off is a loser you're, you're a, a loser. loser he a doesn't loser. say the loser right you're baby. a loser that's right the loser baby so marsha's first and that and car is a fucking boat i know that I car know. It's is the pontiac huge. it's the big old pontiac convertible it giant fucking huge and there's no way this test determines who the safer driver is i know i know it's yeah. stupid so she's driving the car through the cone she doesn't knock any over she gets to the end and she comes an inch and a half from the cone and they're all doing while she's driving that fake yelling, cheering shit. yelling thing where you can tell it's just all nonsensical shit then greg is next and he doesn't knock down any cones either. And he's desperate. And they have his interior dialogue. Well, he's or not dialogue, but you know what he's talking. I've got to get closer. I've got to get closer. At the end, he accidentally guns the engine and hits the cone. Because really he's so nervous about and knocks winning. The egg off. He's so desperate to win. And Marcia says so they, they can call off the bet. But Greg says no. He says he choked under pressure. And I'm like, and now... They have to cut his dick off <laughs> because he let down men everywhere. Marcia says we're both good drivers. And yeah. Carol's like, somebody owes me an egg. Mm -hmm. And I want to say Barry on his podcast, Barry Williams, was very, very upset. Not that Greg lost, but that Greg gunned the engine like that and hit the cone. I also think that it would have been better if he had kept trying to inch it and then knocked it over. Well, it's almost like they're making an excuse for him losing that doesn't prove him to be the bad driver because yeah. he was so worked up. Oh, I have to beat Marsha. I have to beat Marsha. And so he like reacted instead of it being a test of his actual driving yeah. skills. Barry thought that it didn't make sense that Greg would lose control over the car like right. that. Well, just like it didn't make sense that Marsha would do all those things on her first driving. Yeah, it's just was convenient. So the tag... Peter is sitting in the backyard and Bobby and Cindy ride up on their bikes. They tell Peter that they have the same bet about who is the best bicycle rider. They're going to see who can get as close to some line on the ground, which is stupid. The same stakes. The loser does the winner's chores for a year. Right. Peter tells Bobby, before you bet, take a look. And he points to the glassless sliding door into the kitchen which we hardly ever see, but once in a while we see. Mm -hmm. And Greg is in the kitchen doing ironing. And he, <laughs> he seems to be ironing head. all the family's Everybody. clothes. Well, maybe like, Marsha's supposed to do everyone's clothes. Yeah, apparently. And it's like, first of all, we we never see that happening. And second of all, again, what is Alice for? Why oh, is Alice there? Bobby says it'd be too easy to beat a dumb old girl anyway and rides away. And Cindy calls him a chicken and Peter laughs. Mm -hmm. We always have to end with the gratuitous female bashing yeah like we said numbers don't lie right and the insurance companies right no the guy who played the driving instructor herb vigran was also in episode 15 in season one 54 40 and fight which ah. coincidentally was another gender war the one yes. with the trading stamp yes and he played harry the guy at the store oh okay. and so those were his two episodes and both of them had a gender war yes, aspect they did. which is interesting yes, they did interesting and he's a character actor who was in a lot of stuff back then uh, that's all for this episode in two weeks we'll have out of this world another Ooh, classic yeah bye bye and stay groovy